got a brand new stadium, a big one, and they're going to put a big flag up there in a moment because the eagle has landed for the Premiers. Sports news and reviews. This is the Sports Desk on Sin. Your Monday morning Sports Desk here with Sam, George, and uh, Cooper. I did get your name right. Yeah, I, no, you no. know what? I actually memorised it before I came in today. I'm like, this is what I'm going to say first. Yeah, Sam, George, no, and Cooper. See, I agree about this because I was thinking about, like, seriously, when I was sitting on the couch before, I'm like, oh, yeah, because I've worked with like four or five different people. I was going to say um, in my head before I was saying James, but James, like, because I've done my most, yeah, most of my yeah. shows with James. Um, so, like, you know, only second session with you. So, exactly. Get I've been pretty right? poor this season. No, that's okay. That's all right. No, I reckon Cooper, you look like a James oh. to me. <laughs> that's a bit rude. <laughs> no, I've got to be honest. <laughs> I hope James is not hearing that, to be honest. He <laughs> quite possibly be. Big week in sport, big week and in footy. Mm, yeah, should we start back. with the Marsh series? Oh, ma- right. Men's footy is back. Yeah, yeah, please I was actually, specific. as I said that, I was thinking that. But yes, yeah. no complaints, the, please. A- AFL, uh, the AFL, M, maybe AFL if they ch- ended up changing that. <laughs> what do we but, think about that? No. I don't really think there's a need for it. They, they sort of tarnished it pretty quick. They said, I mean, we'll think about it maybe in a few years, but I think it was blown it up a little bit too much but anyways yeah. uh no i think you know obviously the first well it's not the first that was the first round of the jlt but it's not finished yet i think they go over two yeah, weeks yep. or something like that but um yeah no some good games uh some obviously you we were talking about this before in terms of how much stock you put in these games um obviously a lot of the teams are trying to just feel their legs out and stuff get some young kids in there playing uh, so yeah it was good to see most of the games i know st kilda pretty promising team especially with the trade period and stuff that they had and um the draft they had so they were really exciting to watch brad hill looks very good mm-hmm. so I, I i do think he's going to fit well in there but yeah we love seeing them play at their own you know yeah it was good to say I, I think we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago that i just love the whole jlt thing about bringing it to local yeah. areas and rural areas so i think it's really good that fun. about was it eight thousand at the st kilda yeah, I th- I, yeah. that's what i it, heard it looks it looked that. packed in there yeah yeah, it looks. I know it's just again, it's just bringing it back to their own region, you know, getting their own support. But yeah, apart from that, yeah, it was a pretty good like because they had the the Marsh game there on Thursday, and then the mm-hmm. AFLW game on there on Friday. Yeah, yeah. So it was a nice like I'd love that as a Collingwood fan if we went to Vic Park. Yeah, um, have a Marsh game and just then like AFLW the doubleheaders type stuff. Um, I do like even with the New South Wales games and Brisbane games. The game, the Brisbane Port Adelaide game yesterday. That ground, I can't remember where it was. I think it's, oh, I can't remember Mount the something. Of, yeah, yeah. It was a really nice ground, like a really um, nice area. So that was, and that was a pretty good game too. So yeah. Lockie Neal looks like he's starting off the season in <laughs> Brownlow form. But um, oh. yeah, forty six possessions, and he's sort of just starting off where he was last year. Although they did. Uh, that was sort of a low-scoring game the first half. I think it was like 35-45 at halftime, and then they really um, kicked away in the second half. But Port were got the chockies in that one. Yeah, I, I don't know how much we can take away from these preseason mm. games. I know we were just talking about it, but 
I, I just remember back from a couple of seasons ago, I was once watching like this Richmond-Geelong game when, you know, Richmond were right at the bottom, Geelong yeah. were raining at the top, and we like smashed you guys about 100 yeah. points or something. I'm like, you know, first round comes in, we get smashed by Carlton. So it's yeah. like to speak volumes, it's like they're all trying out the new tactics and everything and yeah. playing players in positions that they've never played before. I think, so like if you, you highlight the Gold Coast-Geelong game, because obviously the other games were, you know, teams pretty close to each other, and I felt like the results were pretty sort of, that's what I was expecting you know like the dogs i think are going to be a little bit better than north that's what happened um i mean the port brisbane game you know that's a hard one to sort of pick but then st kilda i think we all think that st kilda are going to get better this year so that's sort of a result that i was looking for especially with hawthorne i mean like titch that's his first game back pat and you don't know how he's going to play in that system i think sicily wasn't playing so but with the geelong game i think it was more the fact with a bottom team like gold coast they've got all their young draft picks playing so they want to prove themselves they really want to play hard I think Geelong had, you know, Mitch Duncan, Joel Selwood missing, so a few players there. So I, I think that proves more than anything that you got, like, those young kids for Gold Coast really want to prove themselves, and they've got a lot of fringe players that, you know, it's it's hard to make that 22 with there's a lot of depth players and stuff like that. So they're all really working working really hard to get in that team. So that, that sort of didn't surprise me all that much. Hmm. Alex Sexton kicking six goals. Mm. See, but that doesn't surprise me because the last couple of years he's been him and um, Fiorini. Are, mm. Like they've got some. I mean, we slack off Gold Coast all the time, but they've got some talented football players in that team um, that would get a go with a lot of other clubs, especially Sexton and Fiorini. So, where where do we think Gold Coast are coming this year? Do you reckon they're a chance at finally actually making, you know, at least progressing up the ladder at all, or do we see them kind of struggling at the bottom again? I'm really bullish about the Suns. I'm pretty yeah. excited about their future. Not, uh, not one of those like people. I know a lot of people calling for the extinction out of the game and everything. Nah, I think that's a bit far. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think with the players that they've picked, I mean, as long as they develop them properly, I mean, a guy like Matt Rowe, like you, you see that he he's a he's like Sam Walsh for me. Like he looked a class a, above. Yeah, he really did look look quality um i mean even that the tack cup grand finally just dominated kick four and like 40 possessions or something like that but yeah he does look for me like a like a sam walsh in terms of just put plug him in there as a number one pick he's gonna play all 22 games and he's just gonna be solid um i i don't really see him not playing well throughout this like i mean he's obviously gonna have his ups and downs as a, a young footballer and you know growing into his body and stuff like that but i i can't see him not playing very well for them. I think he'll be one of the top five players this year, to be honest. Yep. George, what do you think? Oh, I mean, every year you think that they're going to rise up the ladder. Like, they're, they're always getting the number one, or not number one draft picks, but at least yeah, at the top. top. And it's like, you just got to wonder what's going on with their system. If they're, you, obviously the obvious comparison is to GWS when they basically came in at the same time. I, I don't know if a lot of people put it back to like Gary Ablett and maybe he wasn't the best inquisition for the Gold Coast, um, you know, relying on such a massive play to get them through the games. But, you know, even players like David Swallow, you know, they, they've had a lot of players over the time that you'd think would take that next step to being among the elite players in the AFL. But yeah, I, I think that the, the obvious comparison is obviously to look at them versus GWS and... I understand that comparison, but I think it's a little unfair at the same time because the the fact of the matter is when you draft players, some draft pools are just better yeah. than others, and sometimes you're just not gonna you're gonna be unlucky and just not get the the right players. Like you, 
I'm not saying this is definitely this could definitely happen, but even if they swapped over and GWS was the the first team to come in, Gold Coast were the second team to come in. You can't say that um, Gold Coast wouldn't have been better because maybe they just got better players of Caniglio and Josh Ca- Josh Kelly and Jeremy Cameron and stuff like that. When you compare to some of the Gold Coast players that they first drafted, that really haven't been what they were supposed to be in terms of when you look at David Swallow and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but I can't help but think it seems to be an, a reoccurring theme, yeah. though, just with Gold Coast. Like, surely you'd think at this stage there'd be, you know, at least one of those standout players, you know, that, you know, GWS have made so many of them, yeah, like Jeremy Cameron. Ridiculous. You could talk about going on and on about that. but And then you also look at the metrics. I know we always talk about, you know, crowd figures and memberships, but... I think they're, they're the lowest in the league. I think the I Suns think. are actually better than the Giants. Are they? In that regard, yeah. I mean, the Giants, to be fair to them, they've had big crowds for considering where they are. Yeah. Um, being, you know, an NRL state, um, you know, competing with every other code, basically. Whereas Gold Coast kind of... They don't have too many teams. They've got, like, an, the Gold yeah, Coast Yeah, I, I would say, obviously, NRL. obviously, like, New South Wales is probably... It's got more, like, sports franchises than what, like, the Gold Coast area does. Obviously, Gold Coast have just um, an NRL team, and then you've yeah. obviously got Brisbane close by, but then with New South Wales, I mean... I mean, they've tried Gold Coast in other sports as well, but it yeah. just hasn't worked for them. Yeah. I think, yeah. They just have an NBL team, actually. Gold Coast Blaze, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they used to have an A-League team as well. Yeah. It's just Clive Palmer. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> they were fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I sort of, like... When you see that, I mean, obviously, as I said, you can talk about the fact that, I mean, sometimes you can just get unlucky and not have a very good draft pool compared to other years. I mean, you can always see that, like, you look at the 2001 draft. I mean, how, you know, you've got, like, 10 to 15 of the greatest football players of all time in that draft, but then you look at, I mean, I can't think of something off my head, but Mm. uh, one from a couple years ago that really hasn't, you know, hasn't produced that many really good players. The 2012 draft is very average, I think. Brody Grundy at, at pick 18 is probably the best of that. Yeah. Mm. So, like, I mean, it's it's a bit of... You can sort of say that as a bit of an excuse because at the end of the day, you still have to develop these players and it could be the fact that Giants, the Giants' development system is just better than Gold Coast and that's something that yeah. um, I think if it keeps occurring that maybe they need to look at as not getting more draft picks but actually focusing on the development of the players because that definitely could be a problem. Yeah. I mean, you look at some clubs compared to Gold Coast, who have just been ridiculously good at development, like development of young kids, you know, Geelong, Collingwood, stuff like that. So Yeah. Well, just to change the, not the code, but the league, to talk about the AFLW this week, just going over a couple of results. St Kilda got over Melbourne 19-14. to 14. Did you see that goal? That, um, the, the, it was like 50 out, the chick from St Kilda. Okay. The new G-Train. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> that smoked that. That oh. was for fi- oh, good yeah. goal. Then um, Carlton got over the line against the Bulldogs, 51-30. to 30. Gold Coast and Brisbane in a bit of a derby, I guess. They had a draw 28-28. to 28. Mm, um, Yeah. Uh, Fremantle got over the line against Collingwood, 33-30. GWS beat West Coast, 42-14. to 14. Tigers got absolutely belted by the Kangas, 20-76. to 76. A lot of problems going on there. I think <laughs> it's 0-3 for three right now. Alarm yeah. bells ring, I think. And then also with Geelong, um, unfortunately for you, Cooper, mm. lost 38-49 to 49 against Adelaide. And Adelaide, 
pretty surprising. But they've, I, I love watching them play, to be honest. They they always um get a big crowd in, which yeah. I guess is more probably just about Adelaide in itself. But yeah, the, I like the way they play as well. Yeah, no, they've been, they've been good. I mean, they've been probably the premier side since the AFLW started. Yeah, they've yeah, probably been course. the most successful side. Um, I think, what do you think about Collingwood, Sam? Obviously, you weren't here last week when we were going off about the fact that uh, Collingwood got the chockies over Carlton. Mm. And you were predicting that was the week right. before. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, not getting the job. Yeah, done. I didn't catch the game. Um, I saw a lot on Twitter about the umpiring. Apparently, it was Ooh, quite okay. poor. Mm. Yeah, um, I didn't catch it myself either, so but, that's good to know. You know, I'm not, not too disappointed. Like, you go over to WA, you don't expect to win. You never expect to win when yeah. you go over there. Yeah. So I think it was a pretty good effort. I know they led at halftime. Um, and Jamie Lambert, I saw a stat yesterday. She's the first player in AFL W history to get over 30 touches and kick a goal. Mm. Um, so she is the most informed player at the moment. Um but nah, I think still on track for the flag, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think, I think um, from what we've seen so far, it's been a bit up and down. Like, I mean, Bulldogs had a good start and I was sort of on the Bulldogs train, but they've lost the last two. Uh, so that's interesting. But then you've got Carlton who are playing pretty well other than losing that uh, Collingwood game. So there's it's pretty competitive this year. I mean, as we said, last year wasn't, wasn't as competitive, especially with the whole conference thing that we were talking about yep. that... Um, it was sort of dominated by one conference, but it looks pretty, pretty competitive this year. So it's good to say. Very good. Yeah. Um, just to change it back quickly, Sam, you weren't here last week. Um, before we move on, kind of want your opinion on the Dane Beams retirement saga. Yes. Oh no, he's <laughs> this, for minutes. There's so much swirling around. Yeah, yeah. At the moment, I don't know. Like, I haven't read a lot into it because it's just like I don't know what to believe. Yeah. No, I agree. There's just with this sort of stuff. There's so much just crap. I reckon yep. that goes around that you know you don't know what to believe with this sort of stuff. But. Yeah. So I don't want to make any yeah. like. Oh, of course not. Big. Uh, in terms of the player that he was as well, and how yeah. instrumental he was, even at Brisbane as well. Um, you know, he would have lost a lot of faith in Collingwood supporters after he left them to play with his brother. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. He's actually blocked me on Twitter. So. Has he actually? <laughs> wow. Well, that, uh, oh. That's the uh, the remnants of 2014 trade period there. Oh. Um, but, no, I like, loved him as a player in his first stint. He was a, a gun, uh, probably unsung hero. His yeah. 2012 season yeah. was superb. All um, Australian, 2012. As all well, Australian. Yeah. He probably didn't get the like the accolades that some of the other players for Collingwood did back yeah. in those days. I reckon. I feel like he was really on the verge before he left yeah. of really cracking that top grade, and I know injuries just got him a bit at Brisbane. Yeah. Um, and yeah, obviously his mental health is playing a, yeah. a problem. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the split turns out. So yeah. I know Tom Boyd obviously forewent all that money. And I know there's a lot of, obviously there's a lot of rumours swirling around Dane Beams, but it'll be really interesting to see if he does leave without the money or if he really wants to push Collingwood to the sword, despite how good the club have been to him, taking him back, um, Eddie buying his premiership medal. Yeah, I'd be surprised whether he would do that because, I mean, in the public eye, that would not look good at all. If he was yep. to take the money, especially with you're right. I mean, Eddie and Collingwood have treated him really well, especially over the last couple of years since he's come back. So I think he will. I think it's also just about the common theme about you know respecting contracts. Just seems to be a thing of the past these days with AFL and or just sports players in general. I think. Yeah, that's yep. true. Yeah, Victoria game 
this Friday. Yeah. Vic versus All Stars. I don't know if I can get into the state of origin. Really? Wow. I can't help but think that, you know, if you're an All-Stars player, right, you want to represent your state. Just being non-Victoria just doesn't appeal to me, to be honest. Mm. And, I I mean, you know, they've got star players and whatever playing, but do you reckon they're going to take it, you know, seriously That's everything? my point. So, because I agree. I can understand that point of, you know, if you're a Western Australian, you want to, like, yeah, exactly. be representing Western Australia. But I, I agree. I think... If it's competitive, and I mean, we don't want to see any injuries because I don't want to see any injuries on my super coach team. <laughs> but, but I I think if it's non-competitive, like if it's just you know a little bit of this, a little bit of that, then it'd sort of annoy me a bit. I think um, if it's anything like the one that happened, oh, when was that? Like ten years oh, ago eight. with uh, oh yeah, yep. with um you know Brownie and all that. If it's anything along those lines, with not hurting anybody, but it's really good competitive football. I'd be more than happy to say it, I reckon, especially since the fact that it's for a good cause. So. Yep. This is the chance for State of Origin to come back. If it's successful this time, and there's all these rumours about the AFL TV rights, the next round, like, it's supposed to drop because Fox Sports can't afford it. Mm. Channel 7 recorded a loss for their last really uh, last period. It'll I, be interesting yeah. to see if State of Origin makes it in because we know it's going to get... It's obviously it's like it's going to sell out. Yeah, it's it'll like get an all-star big, game. Like, yeah, yeah, it'll get big numbers on TV. Will the AFL look to include this to boost their next TV rights? I don't know if TV rights is exclusively a problem for AFL. I think it's just a um, problem across the board. I mean, Fox Sports is just in all sorts right now. They just dropped the rugby union. You know, um, all the other sports are struggling. I think I looked at the figures. Last week, I think AFLW got about 20,000 on Fox footy. Um, the cricket as well was about 20,000. A-League was yeah. 20, around 30,000. I mean, we were we were discussing that, but uh, the cricket was a little bit of a disappointment. Like the big bash, I mean, uh, yep. in terms yeah. of the... Like, it, it doesn't surprise me that the viewing was down, I don't think. Um, but, yeah, it'll be... I, I don't know whether that solves their problems, um, but I think I, I, it wouldn't surprise me yeah. if they do it to sort of see what happens with viewership and stuff like that. Because, I mean, I know that everyone would want to watch it because it's, it's all of your best players playing in the one game. And yep. that fascinates pretty much everyone, I would have thought. so. How would you structure it if it was to come back? I You can't play All-Stars versus Victoria. Yep, absolutely. There's no way. You couldn't do that. You, <laughs> would they do like a like a round-robin or something yeah. like that? You no, yeah, I reckon the they would. Uh, I think you can only include Western Australia, South Australia and Victoria. I don't think there's enough support. In Queensland, New South Wales. Because if you think about it, if you're getting, you know, you're playing at a 50,000 capacity ground, if you're seeing empty seats at a state of origin game, you know, it's all over, I reckon. Well, they've got to be prime of, kind like, of games. I mean, I most of the time I don't look a heap into the sort of where they're from, like most of the players. But, I mean, what sort of star players are from your Sydney and, like, you know, New South Wales, sorry, in Queensland areas? Mm. Like, I mean, I know the NT team with a lot of the Aboriginal guys would be pretty decent i would have thought but um yeah it's hard like i know what you mean in terms of i mean the wa side would be pretty decent i would have thought yep, yep. the same with south south australian side especially with um both of those states in the last probably five or six years in terms of even just the young boys in the metro carnivals have been quite good like under 18s carnivals have been they've been winning like wa won last year and sa won the year before that so there's definitely talent coming out of those areas so i would have thought that those sides would be pretty handy i think new south wales would be pretty good yeah. I think they'd beat Queensland, for sure. 
Yeah, I, but, I'm just try, I'm struggling to think of a lot of star players that are from yeah. sort of Queensland area. I I think yeah, sure they might have a couple competitive games, but yeah. at the end of the day, I think it's going to be kind of monopolised by. Victoria, South Australia, wow. Grandfather, yeah. if they go through the round-robin stage, which I think they well, will. Well, because that's the thing that when I when I talk about the under-18s carnival is that the they don't actually have a New South Wales side or a Queen, uh, Queensland right. side. It's called the Allies. So it's that sort <laughs> yep. of New South Wales, Queensland, and I think it possibly combines in Northern Territory as well. And then you've got yeah. SAWA, Victoria, Tasmania. So oh, I think even Tasmania is a bit the Allies as well. So that sort of shows you that that's maybe how they would do the um the the carnival but that then brings up that same problem that okay i'm tasmanian i want to represent mm. my state why do these three other states get to do that so i, I if they were to do it there's a lot of thinking well yeah the it. state of origin it, it, the way you'd set it out is it's to be based around passion of your own state yeah. right you, you can't simply just be passionate about four states in in australia just because they're not victoria or south australia so, and, and when we think about why it got cancelled in the first place, it just it didn't really have the public interest like the rugby league has state of origin. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not the it's same. It's a different culture, I think. I, I don't know. I think AFL has always been based around, you know, club v club, whereas in rugby, you know, you, you play nation versus nation as well, so you've got more of those yeah. different aspects, whereas if you're supporting other players from other teams, it might, you know, have a bit of a mis-narrative. Mm. Just on Tassie, just talk during the week. More Tassie talk about a team being included. Can you see it happening? No. No? Not at all. They haven't got the population. I, I think it's a nice idea, but whether it happens or not, I don't think so. There's uh, a re- I think that it'd have to be a few more years until they do it. There's over. a reason no other sport has gone there, except for the Big Bash. But even <laughs> then, they, they were only getting like 6,000 to the games mm. in itself. Yeah. 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 I, I, I would... I, I like the idea of it because you know you've got some you've got a team everywhere, but I, whether or not it would happen, on I, I probably don't think so. I I don't know what Hobart's population is or Launceston, but it's it's I've not. Been, over I've half been there, I've been there once, and it it feels like I mean if any anyone's been to like Ballarat or Bendigo, that's what it's like. Oh, it's yeah. really small um, town. Small town. Yeah. Well, not a small town, but like it's a country town, so it's a big enough population. Um, but it's you know quiet. Everyone you know sort of knows it. Everyone sort mm. of thing, and it's nice, uh, but it's just uh, after a week. <laughs> it's good it had, scenery. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> after a week, it had bore me a little bit. That, that's there's yeah. not a lot going on. Did you get to meet Bev? No, oh, I wish I would. What a man! Oh, I love Bev. That's shattering. Um, we've got to get him on the show. Oh, that would be great. That <laughs> you had a fall from grace though after certain scans. Of yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we probably don't need to get into that. <laughs> we don't but, yeah, he had a bit of a scandal going on, and um. Big Kane fan though, so big, yeah. lo- loves his hurricane. So it's good. It's good to for, to see someone passionate about their Tasmanian sport. But yeah, mm. quick one. Uh, who would you add in as the twentieth team? Because if if you would add Tassie in as the nineteenth, you wouldn't want to buy. Who would you chuck in as the twentieth? Glenelg. Glenelg. Yeah, I reckon South Australia just in itself has the biggest. Um, appetite for AFL. Yeah, it's not, yeah. I, I don't think that's a bad call. I would probably. I'd love to see an NT team. I reckon mm. non-territory <sighs> team would be sick. Um, yeah, I think that'd be cool. Uh, and I, I know that they have a pretty big sort of footy appetite up there, obviously. So I think that'd be pretty handy. I'm gonna go with WA three. 
Mm, the WA footy is getting a lot bigger. Yep. Really big. So, do you reckon they around Perth, or do you reckon they? I love one in like Broome or something. something. That'd be cool. <laughs> I mean, oh, I don't. The Broome Boomerangs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not a bad call. That actually. Get them in. Yeah. No, I, I think that's a fair call. I think I think that'd be good. Alrighty. We'll come back after the break and discuss. What are we going to discuss? We might do some Premier League. Yeah, Premier League. I think. Sounds good. Uh, this is a bit of Queen. You're on Sports Desk on your Monday morning. Welcome back to the Sports Desk on Sin. Sam, George, Cooper, that was a bit of Queen. Love a bit of Queen. Classic. Yes. Uh, here to talk a bit of Premier League after a bit of AFL and everywhere talk. Um, I will start off avid Chelsea supporter. Tottenham, Chelsea, 2-1 at home. Good result for us. Stanford Bridge keeping it uh, in the top four, keeping Mourinho away. Although I do love Mourinho. I mean, I, if, if you're a Chelsea fan and you hate Mourinho after what he's done for our club, I just think you're stupid. I don't know how anyone can hate the man. No. Uh, he's such a beautiful I, human. I, I just I love understand. him. <laughs> I, I love him so much. He just brings so much to, you know, I just love him. But anyways... Yes, uh, Alon- Alonso and Giroud scoring for us. Who scored for Tottenham? I can't remember. Uh, his own goal. Oh, says his own goal. Rudiger. Yeah. You'd love you to see Giroud. What yeah. a oh, oh, he, He's so underrated, I reckon. I remember in the World Cup last, uh, two years ago now, yeah. he, he when he came on against Australia, he turned the game absolutely around. Yeah. And even though he didn't score, I think, at the World Cup, he was still one of the Yeah, there players. was big talk about that. Like, oh, Giroud start. Well, I don't. He didn't start my, all of the games, but like yeah. starting French striker in the World Cup and didn't score a goal. But yeah, <laughs> or you're right. He, yeah, but no, he's such a good player and he's done wonders for us since we, you know, we got rid of Diego Costa. So no, I, I always sort of didn't like him when he was at Arsenal. But um, no, I I think mm. he's good quality. But I've got something for you. So <laughs> I know you're you're a bit of a referee um, mm. for soccer. And I I do need your opinion. On the Lasalzo tackle that went to VAR for a red card and was not called a red card. Now, I think it was a blatant red card. I'm not sure what you boys think, but mm. I mean, look, when I see it firsthand, like first time I saw it, I'm like, "How is that not a red card?" Yeah. And then if I was there, if I was, I don't know who the referee was, but if I was him, ah, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't remember Miller. his name. Oh, Point I can't is, remember, yeah. You know, in the moment, he probably had players blocking, whatever. You can understand the referee misses yeah. it. When it goes to VAR and you see that and you're like, uh, yeah, I, I don't understand the consideration. The considerations, the only thing that I could say that might be in the Celso's favour was that when when he was like landing kind of yeah. on that foot, where else could his foot have actually yeah. gone? I think that was the That's only fair. argument that you would have against him to say it was kind of accidental. And he was apologetic and everything. I don't yeah. know if that helps. Yeah. But like, no, I agree. When, like, when you when you see that in slow motion, I don't know how you can't say that's a red card. <laughs> like, you're right in that. I mean, most of the time, I think slow motion makes it worse. Yeah. Um, but I I can't blame the referee because you're right. There's so many things going on. It's really hard to mm. to tell. But once you go to VAR, um. I don't know how you can't call that a red card. But anyways, we won. How did he still get up after that? I don't he know. Was running. I, don't <laughs> I know. couldn't believe that. That's like a... If, the, if there's ever a leg breaker, that'd be, yeah. that'd be it. Yeah. Because you see that all the time. Like, not all the time, but, you know, whenever your studs up, you know that you're going to be in trouble if you make any contact with the player. At least that's how the professional referee yeah. that I am. That's how I, I contact the games. But, yeah, I, if I, it was a red card, yeah. to put it there. And... He's he's lucky he got out of it, but yeah. To go over a couple of results over the weekend, however, 
Um, Crystal Palace got over the line against Newcastle, which is a little bit surprising. Um, Burnley beat Bournemouth 3-0. I reckon the most surprising game of the week was Sheffield United against Brighton. I, it was 1-1. I can't believe that Brighton actually yeah. got a draw in that game. It was um, the goal that they scored as well. I'm not sure if any of you saw it, but no, it was a very... So. I don't know if Matt Ryan should have saved it. It was near post... It was it was a banging strike. Not I think not. they can forgive him because Matt Ryan's been Matt really Ryan is yeah Matt Ryan has absolutely saved Brighton for the last couple of seasons. I'd say. Then um Southampton go line against Arsenal Villa two nil. Um Leicester City lost to Man City one nil. Um Cooper, I know you've got a bit of opinion on that. Yes, the um, De Bruyne handball. I mean, I, I'm already sick of City because of what's going on. <laughs> um and it, well, just I mean, I don't love the club anyways but <laughs> I, and I, I mean you can't hate Leicester either you know yeah. what I mean especially with the 2016 thing I think you just everyone especially Australians you know love underdogs so um, you'd get around Leicester but I think they were a bit shafted there uh, I think that was a penalty yeah. I think I mean I, I, we we're talking about the fact that some of the commentators were a bit you know either way on it but he's like he's he's moving his body away from the ball, which is fair enough. But he's still sticking the his arm out. Like I don't know what you thought of it, but for for me, and I mean I don't, I'm not a ref or anything, but I'm just the couch, <laughs> couch ref. But um, I thought it was a penalty. I thought it was handball. Yeah, I I think there's no complaints that that should have been a penalty as well. Um, Sam, you weren't here last week, so we didn't get your opinion on the Man City saga yeah. and oh. the, <laughs> the removal from the all-European competitions and possibly even further action against them as well, which mm. came into light. What's your Send them down. on that? League two. <laughs> <laughs> get rid of them. Yeah, uh, that would be so funny. Yeah. I would laugh so hard. I don't know. Um, I think it'll all blow over, to be honest. I agree. Yeah. Um, after reading some more articles and stuff throughout the week, um, it does seem as though they'll appeal it quite quickly. Uh, and allegedly, like UEFA don't have, from what I've read at least, don't have a lot of evidence to fully sort of give mm-hmm. them that charge of the two years. So, I mean, I, I don't know if it'll be downgraded or anything like that um, and how the sort of judicial system yeah. works with that sort of stuff. But um, I think it will blow over. The City using fees. a Brexit lawyer, I heard. Really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> They've actually gone out and paid big money for oh, no well, the best lawyer <laughs> in the country. The, well, yeah, they could spend, you know, millions and millions of dollars in lawyers. And they'll, you know, as long as they get back in, they'll be making a profit. Oh, yeah. Them. I mean, how much, like, the amount of money that teams get for playing, not even, like, yeah, winning in the Premier course. League, but just because of the TV rights, yeah. they get so much money. That's why, like, all those lower clubs, when they get promoted, they just, oh... They, they just the amount of money they get from it is ridiculous. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Just to finish off on the results as well. Um. Wolves got over three 0 against Norwich. Man United looking back in form. You, you hate to say it, but I reckon they won three 0 against Watford. Which I mean, it's Watford, but they got two 0 win against uh Chelsea. Um, yeah. Not, during the week don't as well. Mention it, mate. <laughs> Uh, and then that. yeah, and then they um and then so obviously uh, Arsenal won three two against yeah, Everton. I will say with United, um, Bruno Fernandez, new signing, man of the match, um, got a goal, so um, he looks yeah. pretty pretty solid. So I mean, I don't know what to think of United. To be honest with you, I think they need to bolster their squad a lot with certain things. But I think at least with Bruno yeah. Fernandez in the in the midfield, um, he's looking quite good. So yeah, they've got Pogba's... some they've got some positives out of the season. I think. Pogba's gonna go. Yeah. I I don't think there's any getting out of that. I mean, it's kind of weird to think that he 
Like, I don't love seeing players go back to their club. Like, we were talking about Dane Beams before as well, mm. but I'm like, you know, you kind of got to move on with your career after that, you know, move on to bigger things. I mean, Pogba, I don't know about his mentality. There's been a lot said about his attitude towards Man United over the years, but yeah. I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens in regards to that. But also with Arsenal, um, you know, there was a lot of speculation about, you know, Obama Young leaving, all these, an exodus of players, but now things seem to be turning for them, I guess. Um, it just came out, I think, that Obama Young said he was likely to say. I'm not sure if he said that, but that was just what it yeah. was meant to be. He scored um, a brace this morning. So yeah, yeah, form. exactly. I mean, he's such a good player, but... Yeah, guess who? Yeah, I think I, I I would expect him to stay. I mean, I don't really. Where were the rumors for him to be going though? Uh, uh Bundesliga. Yeah, okay, yeah. back to Bundesliga maybe. Yeah, I mean, because Dortmund don't need him back with Haaland yeah. and stuff. I mean, Haaland is that good, but um, yeah, I don't I don't know where he would go. Anyways, um, I, I think is the Pogba one's interesting because you're right. I I don't like when they sort of go back to their, their, that old club, because it seems like they're just like, oh, I'm sort of showing that I've, I made a mistake yeah. by moving away. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, even if he went to Madrid, I think that would be a lot more interesting. I mean, there have always been that rumour of him going to Madrid for mm. the last couple of years, but, and also I just would not want to see him on Juventus with Ronaldo at the moment. Didn't they, like, they were talking about a loan for Messi to go to Juventus to play alongside Ronaldo? That would be <laughs> the most disgusting <laughs> thing I've ever seen. Hang on, they'd have Ronaldo, Messi, Dybala, Pogba, Chesney. I, I would never see, like, I don't think Ronaldo or Messi would want that, though. Nah. Like, as like with Ronaldo being the competitive beast that he, that he is, I think he'd I'd want to see it for one game. Just I would to, love to see that. Uh, I think iconic. they'll do that. Like, watch them, watch them, like, the Inter-Miami, um, the David Beckham team. Yeah, watch, yeah. Them, watch them do that or something like that when they're at the end of their careers, but... Um, yeah, well, I'll tell you what though, Ronaldo and Messi, like, aging as yeah. they are, Messi scored four goals against oh. Ibar on the weekend, and then Ronaldo scored in 11 consecutive games of, uh, with Juve, so, um, any thoughts that they were getting old is just yeah. ridiculous. It's a bit like the tennis, isn't it? Just Federer yeah. and Nadal yeah. kept going. I agree, I think, like, five, ten years ago... Everyone thought Federer was done. I mean, it's a bad time for me to say that because he's got that knee injury mm -hmm. and he's not playing in the French Open. But I, I agree. I think everyone went early on that call um, and it has not worked out for them at all. But yeah, Messi, um, even like last year, I think a lot of people were saying Ronaldo had a down year at Juventus. And mm. I mean, it was technically a down year compared to his astronomical expectations that everyone has of him because of how good he is. But um, he's showing how good he is. And I think... They'll go far in the Champions League, I think. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, obviously it's inevitable that they are going to retire and probably in the not. next few couple of years, yay to say it. But it brings into, like, the idea who's going to be, like, the next Messi and Ronaldo. Who are we, like, the young players? Obviously, there's, like, Mbappe and, I mean, even, you know, could go through all the Bundesliga teams, I think. Holland. Well. Yeah, I'm Holland. <laughs> you reckon I, it will be? I think, I, I don't think anyone's going to get to their level for a really long time yeah. like I don't think anyone in the next 15 years will get to be their level of scoring goals and stuff like that I think the next generation though that it'll be the top players winning Ballon d'Ors you'd be looking at I think Neymar have a little bit if he moves um, I don't think he'll be able to do anything like win a Ballon d'Or with mm. Mbappe at his side I, I think they're just too yeah too big of personalities and and goal scorers and stuff like that um, but yeah I can see Mbappe I can see Neymar um, I mean, 
whether any of the young kids in the Premier League excite me enough yet, probably not. Um, I think Haaland is a big yes, especially with how good he's doing at Dortmund. I I do respect the fact that he didn't go to a United first. That he and I'm not like going, you know, putting down Dortmund, but they're Mm. not a. They don't have the monetary value and stuff that United have, and I think if he went to United, it would have been the wrong move for him. I think it way too the many... wrong move for everyone. Well, that's true, but I think in terms of the expectations that would have been put on him, um, yeah. I think Dortmund's a good move because they're such a good club in terms of what they've got around them. The mm. support base is ridiculous. Who wouldn't good. want to play in the Bundesliga? Oh, I, I, I it's, it's the Bruce Bundesliga. Fondly yeah, absolutely. Watch. I think it's the crowds are insane yeah. there. Um, they have re- uh, it's been a lot more competitive this year, especially with mm. um, RB um, playing yeah. a lot better. Um, I mean, since they come in, they've been really good. Um, you've got, um, sorry, you got. Dortmund as well, and then Bayern, of course, and um, Leverkusen and yeah. Mönchengladbach. Just yeah, with too. with um in Germany in the second division, their like average crowd is like fifty thousand. Yeah. To put that into perspective, the, the 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 AFL is getting like you know averages about thirty something thousand, and that's yeah. the top flight of you know as, you know Australia's main yeah, game. Yeah, it's it's definitely. I'm not a. I wouldn't say I'm a Dortmund fan. Like I, I would. I mean, I'd probably say I like buying a little bit more, but yeah. it, uh, bucket list sports-wise is to mm. go to the Signal Iduna Park, which is Dortmund's home ground, fit like 80,000 people, and they've like got the sh- walls shaking and stuff like that because yeah. they all like band together. It's apparently one of the best sort of atmospheres in sports. So, yeah. Just back on Messi-Ronaldo, yeah. who you got? Oh, Messi, easy. Really? It's an easy decision for me, mate. I reckon Ronaldo, oh. to be honest. Not not just to oppose you, but nah, I think that Messi, he's more just of a natural talent. I think Ronaldo has probably put a lot more. Yeah, work I, I think Ronaldo, into... Ronaldo, Ronaldo's hard work. Like everyone should be like him in terms of his work ethic from where he's come from. Um, absolutely. I think you've got to look at their national team performances. Yep. I think if you're, you know, you can talk about club career no matter what, but mm. I think country normally does come before club. Um, and you know, I just think back to the the Euros when Portugal won it, and like what a role that Ronaldo played in that situation. Whereas Messi still hasn't gotten the World Cup final, or I mean, Copa America. Has he won a Copa America? No, he, no I don't think he really. has. Yeah, they haven't won a Copa America, um, and they're not going to win we'll, this year because Australia's playing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. No, I, I, I would say with Argentina, they've had such talented teams in the past sort of 15 years, like if you talk about the fact that they've had Aguero and Tevez and mm-hmm. Higuain. Um, but I just, I mean, they, they made that World Cup final um, and they yeah. lost to Germany And Messi choked. He played horribly. Yeah. Uh, uh, he, he didn't have his greatest game. I think I think he won the he won the, World, the golden ball in that for best player, but uh, uh, he didn't have his greatest sort of World Cup in terms of mm. how he can play. And I think you've got to put both of the national team and um, yeah. club in perspective and obviously Ronaldo has won the, the Euro so that's definitely a point to him yeah I, I think Messi's sick of playing for Argentina oh, as well. I, he, I, he's, I, he I, hates he, it he's doing it for his legacy I think um, well you know. it's mainly because of the whole Maradona thing because yeah. because of how well Maradona um, did for the national team well, you know back in the 80s and, and 90s there's a lot of pressure on him and obviously because I mean he's been called the next Maradona his whole his yeah. whole career. So, have you seen the Maradona documentary that no, came out last year? That was a bit of an eye opener to see what goes on well, behind closed it doors. It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> that guy, I tell you. Oh, some of the things that 
you think that Maradona, you know, a prime athlete, yeah. the things that he got up to back in his time. Yeah. yeah mm, not different sure time. That. Different time. For me, I reckon Ronaldo. Yeah. Uh, that The thing that... The fact that he's done it in three leagues will always... Yeah, that's that's always a big one that's yep. mentioned is the fact that he's moved around a bit. Um, I think Zlatan... Uh, I don't know if you guys saw Zlatan. I mean, I think Zlatan's a bit that's sort of biased because he's played with Messi before. Uh, but he sort of said, you know, because a lot of people do say, you know, he's played in three different leagues. It's challenging. You know, he's challenged himself and all that. But the, the thing Zlatan said is it's not a challenge going to Juve. I mean, they're the top of the league. They've won the Juve. <laughs> they've won Serie A last 10 years. So... I sort of get both points, but I, I do think that that's warranted the fact that, you know, he's moved around, he's tested himself in different leagues. So I, I can understand that point as well. Absolutely. All righty, uh, we'll take another break. Be back to chat about the rest of the sporting world. A lot going on. A lot boxing. Yes, I might. I might rant. <laughs> we'll chat minutes. about that. A, a rant coming well, up. Well, I wouldn't say a rant. I'd say an excited five minutes of me going, <laughs> yes, Tyson Fury. <laughs> Sports desk on your Monday. Bit of France Ferdinand, if you don't mind. Don't mind it at all. Um, you're back with the Sports Desk of the Monday edition, Sam Cooper and George. Um, bit of a topic that Sam and, I, Sam and I know absolutely nothing about, but Cooper, with his Very. Americanized Western yep. sport taste, well, is going to go on, on about I, the boxing. I do. I don't know if you guys get around UFC much. No, I, no. I don't oh, like the models geez. of it. No, okay, no, that's fair <laughs> enough. No, I, I, I like my UFC a lot, and um, boxing is. I think UFC is a lot more popular than boxing nowadays, especially with younger kids. Um, mm. I think boxing can be a little bit boring for some people, and it takes a long time for fights to be made. That's one of the bigger problems in in boxing compared to UFC. Or UFC, they're really good at making fights that want to be made and stuff like that. But um, now, if anyone that didn't know, uh, yesterday. Tyson Fury, who's from England, um, fought Deontay Wilder, who's from America. Um, they This was a rematch of something that happened, so the fight that happened, I think it was in 2018, from what I'm aware, um, and it was a draw. Um, re- very, very controversial draw, the first one. Um, so it was basically Tyson Fury, in a nutshell, is um, a guy that was a former champion, beat uh, Vladimir Klitschko about 15 years ago, who was one of the best boxers of all time, um, beat him, uh, then retired straight after, um, had a massive cocaine addiction, was about uh, about 150 kilos. Like, if you ever see a photo of him, he's just huge. Put on a heap of weight, Was um, had a depression, severe depression and all that. Um, so it was going through a really tough time after winning because, I mean, I've seen a few interviews of him talking about the fact that he, you know, didn't get that, you know, couldn't get off the high of winning and, you know, mm. got into a really sort of low depression after that. Um, and anyway, so Deontay Wilder is a guy that's, four, I think he was 48-0 before the first fight, um, like 45 knockouts or something like that. Um, he's an absolute knockout machine. Not, for me, a very technical boxer. So if you ever see a lot of his highlights, he's just absolutely throwing haymakers. Um, he doesn't really... You know, he he doesn't have the technique of a proper boxer, in my opinion. But again, I'm a bit of a catch potato, so I'm just you know, um, <laughs> expert over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah catch <laughs> expert. Um, but so that was sort of the the fight coming in. Fury had fought a few times beforehand, but hadn't had anything really big. So everyone thought Wilder was just going to smash him. So Wilder hasn't lost. Fury hadn't lost either. But Fury hadn't fought someone really proper in about three four years. Um, 
So everyone thought Wilder was going to beat him as in Las Vegas. Um, and basically Fury outboxed him for about full 12 rounds, just absolutely smoked him. But he knocked him down twice. So like Wilder knocked him down twice with an absolute massive right hand. And Fury basically looked like he was dead on the ground. Yeah. Um, and then if anyone watches a bit of WWE, come up like the absolute undertaker, <laughs> come up from the dead um, and outboxed him for the next two rounds again. But it was a draw and there was a lot of you know controversy about that, as I said, in terms of the fact that, you know, realistically with how boxing should be scored, he should have won. But because he knocked him down a couple of times, they sort of called it as a draw. So there's a lot of big stuff going on. They've had a few fights um, in between and then they've come back and it's... That was, you know, really, really big um, event. One of the allegedly saying, you know, biggest boxing, heavyweight boxing fight in 15 years. Um, they had a massive gate for it and everything. Um, they made a lot of money from what I know. But um, And Tyson Fury absolutely smoked him in seven rounds. Um, knocked him. Well, it was a TKO, but the the corner for Deontay Wilder like threw the towel in for him which he was not happy about but he was like bleeding from his ear and they were mm. saying like his equilibrium was so off like he was shaking around everywhere so but he yeah he totally outboxed him um he put on like 30 pounds um Tyson Fury did and that was sort of heavily criticized because they didn't think that he'd want to be going inside and trying to um, getting there, but his game plan worked. He was—he's he, a really funny guy, Tyson Fury. Like if you ever see any interviews of him, he's hysterical. He does not take himself seriously at all, and he does not look like an athlete. Like he's <laughs> bald head. Just—he's still like he's in good shape, but you know he's a heavyweight, so you know he's—he's he's got a bit of the the old tum tum going on. But um, he yeah absolutely dominated him um for the full seven rounds. Just was absolutely smoking him. And uh, yeah, Deontay Wilder's in hospital right now. Um, and if he's listening, shout out. Yeah, yeah, shout out to him. Um, I, I mean, he, I don't know. If, I think he usually listens to the Wednesday show, not the Monday oh, show, unfortunately. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so that's a big sort of upset in the in the boxing world um, because I mean, I do love to see the English get over the Americans every now and again because mm. just the Americans are so cocky. But although I mean, we don't like the English either. But. No. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was it was a really big event. He come in on like a king's throne. They like walked him in, so like he was on the, the throne and they walked. It was so funny. That's like yeah, if you, he calls himself the Gypsy King, um, so what a name. It was a yeah no no, but it was a it was a really good fight. Um, I I'm a very big fan of his, so I was pretty happy with it. But it it's sort of the question after this is what happens because Wilder is was the champion. Um, so they do have a rematch clause. So whether he wants to pursue that or not, I mean, I don't know whether he wants to get beaten up again. Um, that's <laughs> up to him, but he probably getting like 50 million for it. So I'd probably want to get beaten up for 50 million. Okay, yeah. um, or um, Tyson Fury can set up a fight with Anthony Joshua, which is, I don't know if you guys know who he is, sort of, maybe. Mm. Uh, he's an, name. He's, <laughs> an, he's an English fighter. So he's another English fighter um, who has supposedly been He's supposed to be like the best boxer in the world. Um, he's uh, like six six, big guy, um, and so they allegedly hate each other, um, Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua. So um, that will be a massive fight if it goes in England because Anthony Joshua gets big crowds. So like he fought, he hasn't fought anyone huge, huge, um, and he's been getting like sixty, seventy, eighty thousand. So I think they'll absolutely pack it out at Wembley if they if they ended up. Um, doing that fight and I think it'd be huge for boxing because 
as I say, like, I don't, I don't know if you guys really, I know you just didn't watch it, but in terms of the fact that a lot of people were hearing about it, like, it got a lot mm. more traction than what I thought it was going to. The um, Fox Sport app was just going off with notifications. Yeah. So that really surprised me because, I mean, the big UFC events usually get that going around. I mean, there's a, as I said, young sort of Australians has, have gotten around it a lot with the UFC, especially there's a lot of good um, Australian UFC fighters as well. So uh, it sort of surprised me because boxing does not get that much traction around here, I don't think. I mean, you've got Horn, um, who's been pretty big, like he, he went against Manny Pacquiao and stuff a couple of years ago, but there's not really that many big Australian boxes, so it doesn't get a lot of um, attention around here. Um, but it was it was really good to watch, and it'd be interesting to see what happens um, further on. Yeah, just like, again, not being an expert yep. by any sense of the imagination, um, with, like, you know, how they set up matches and everything, mm-hmm. they're all, like, exhibition matches, I assume. Like, yeah. it's, it's not like there's any, you know... Based on ranking or anything, it's just no, not fight. really. Um, from no, not from what I know. Like with UFC, they have rankings, so yeah. like that's how they sort of you know number one contender against the champion and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, you're, you're correct in terms of that. Boxing doesn't really have a format like that. It's just, I mean, I'm no expert myself, but um, they've just, I mean, that's just because they were doing a rematch. But it's just they're all in the heavyweight division, but. It's not even like a division in terms of America. Like they have WBC champions and like all this other stuff. It's really complicated in terms of all the champions because there's like four or five different heavyweight like belts. Um, yeah. So like Joshua has a couple of them and now Fury has a couple of them. So they're saying that they want to fight so that they unify them. But whether that happens or not, I'm not sure. Interesting times. <laughs> it's it's really confusing though in terms of that division and stuff. Like I don't yeah. know why they do that. I mean, obviously it's because it's over different countries and boxing is not like a it's not a brand mm. per se as UFC is. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's weird how they do that. Coming to the end of the show, big sporting predictions for the week. Oh, that's a good one. Wait, uh, you go, George. I've yeah. got to think about um, this. Actually, you put on me. I'll put, put you on the spot. Yeah, probably the biggest upset I can think of. Um, in the NBL finals. Starting this yep. week, I'm calling Melbourne United to beat the Kings. Ooh, yeah, that is not a it. bad call, actually. <laughs> um, I am going to go the other way, and I'm actually going to say that Cairns beat Perth. Um, I like Cairns' team, and I think, I mean, per- Perth might be a little bit of the the hangover of you know the how good they've been this year, and Bryce Cotton winning um, the MVP as well. So mm. I think. I can see Cairns winning. How many years have Perth made finals for? It's like 35 or something. They're very successful franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Vix to win State of Origin. Mm. Okay. By 29 points. All right. They're going to smash him. I reckon they're going to beat him by more. Oh. I'm I'm going to... Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go 40 points. So they go extra time if it's a draw. Well, no, I don't know, because they're going to beat him by 40 points. <laughs> EJ Witten kick oh, off. I'm going to call yeah. a draw. <laughs> All right, he called a draw. Well, we saw a draw in the AFLW, so never know. Could happen. Scary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, if I pick at 40 points next week, I'm going to come in with, oh, <laughs> right. with the throne like, like Tyson Fury. <laughs> uh, I did actually see that Tyson Fury yeah. sang American Pie. Yeah, yeah, afterwards. so he does that after every fight. Uh, it's so oh. weird. He like he's got a terrible voice too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why he wants to do that, but anyways, he doesn't uh, care. I, I, weird. Good on him. He's yeah. rich, richer man than I am. Mm. Scores on air up next. We think. Yeah, we fairly hope. sure. <laughs> Have you seen any school kids walk in? No, not I think yet. I but, saw um, a teacher just walk past. 
I don't know if that means anything. <laughs> Shout out to the teacher. Yeah, school's on it. Good luck today. Um, sports desk on Wednesday and Friday as well. And we'll be back next Monday. So enjoy your week of sport and we'll catch you then. Catches. See you.